Bonsoir. Hey guys, we just want to thank you guys for joining us again. We are Facebook Live coming to you from Bakersfield, California. What, what? This is Candy with Candy in the neighborhood. And I have my husband, Pastor Mario, in the house. What, what? What's up, guys? Hey, uh, we just want, we just came off an awesome weekend. We were up in uh, Cambria. Cambria. Yeah, Cambria, California. And uh, we went and hung out with. Um, I am woman, and it was sort of like an in-service um, time of. It was supposed to be a get. It, it was supposed to be like a getaway, yeah. and it turned more of like a retreat yeah. getaway because we did some work. We we sat, and um, really, God moved. God moved. God showed up. It was yeah. like it was an amazing time. So if you missed out on the I am woman getaway. You missed out because it was so awesome. God moved. Um, we had an awesome time. The women, every single woman left there with revelation from God. And actually, even direction. God gave them clear direction and instructions for their life for the next season. So yeah. it was yeah. amazing. It was good times, good food, good friends, new friends. It was good all around. Uh, first of all, we want to t- thank everybody who's on. Um, of course, my mom, Susan. What's up, Josephine Garcia? My Thea Josie's in the house. What? Thea Josie, if you could type in and tell us where you're from, where you're listening from, or where you're watching from. So if you're on, if you're on, uh, if you could just send a shout out. Hey, Pastor Bart. Thanks, hey, thanks for that's showing our up. Pastor. And uh, yeah, that's our our lead pastor over at TC Campus New Life, uh, New Life. Um, let's see, one church, many locations. So it's pretty cool. You guys got to check it out. But yeah, and hey, pray for the Dodgers, man. They are sucking it up right now. It's it's not a good thing. Um, but hey. We're still there. Pastor Lori, she's on with us too. Uncle Mark in Arizona. Hey, God bless hey. you. Appreciate you. I'm going to go get that that chemical to take off the cement off the off the sink uh, in the next couple of days. I haven't had a chance to. So, hey, um, but yeah, today yes. we're talking about something really awesome. And I'm not sure if you've ever read 1 Samuel. Uh, chapter 25 it talks about mm-hmm. Abigail 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 and David so um, yeah we're just gonna jump right into it um, <laughs> tell the story of David and Abigail and uh, here's some background uh, first of all David he's on the run from Saul and uh, the prophet Samuel has just died uh, Saul is in uh, and our David's in an area mm-hmm. with his men, yes. and they're hungry. They've been running. They've been on the run from Saul. How many of you guys have ever been hungry? And I'm not just talking about a physical hunger, but a spiritual hunger. And 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 you know, David's people tell them what they were doing. There were like a bunch of men doing God's work. Like they were hearing from the Lord. A bunch of soldiers on mm-hmm. horse, and they were like hungry. Yeah. They needed. You know they need they have no resources at that moment right and it wasn't just it wasn't just the warriors it was said that it was you know women and children as well and so the cool thing what's up angel what's and sandra up, angel and sandra we got mary on here hey mary from my yeah. work and she's from the um from the boot camp 
Oh. She's finishing it up. I'm going to start next week. Please pray yeah. for me. Well, we're going to start next week because I'm taking Mario with me to boot camp. Yeah. She won this boot camp and then all of a sudden Candy turns French and she's like, we mm-hmm. are going to be going to a boot camp. I was like, you won. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. But as yeah. we know, September to become one. September 1st, so 1st 2018. Yeah. Two fleshes became one. So that means if I go to boot camp, you go to boot camp. We're one flesh. So So I'm excited. As you know, I like tacos and different stuff like that. (laughs) So I'm trying to lose some of these chins. I got more chin than the Chinese phone book. So the cool (laughs) thing is, is I'm getting ready to do this boot camp. It's going to be cool. What's up, Yesenia? Thanks for joining. And uh, yeah. We got Denise. Luna. Hey, Denise Luna. Nice. Hello. Hello. So thank you for joining. So we're talking about the story of David when he meets Abigail. Yeah. So back to it. So David's on the run with his rough riders, with his with his men, and they're hungry. So he ends up in this area or they're in this area. And they obviously they've been there for a while. Um they're hungry. His men are hungry. They're in an area of this this man who owns a bunch of land. He owns uh, a bunch of sheep. And so David sends his messengers to go talk to Nabal. Now, Nabal is married to this wonderful woman named Abigail. And that's who we're going to talk about today. And uh, so what ends up happening, he sends his messengers... And Nabal acts a fool. He's like, David? David who? Like The son of Jesse. See, the thing about it is, at that time, everybody knew who David was. Because why? Word got out, right? That he had killed Goliath. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just... He, he was, he was just, a warrior. Yeah, he was a, Nobody warrior. wanted to mess with David. Right. He was like a warrior, like... He was like, um, let's say somebody UFC fighter. That Russian. <laughs> that that crazy Habib. old Russian. Yeah, Habib. He was like that. He'll just tear you up yeah, and, and come after your trainer just yeah, like he did. Yeah. So the thing about it is, about David, is of course people were singing songs about David. And that this is why uh, Saul was mad. So for Nabal to not know who David was was ridiculous. So he acts mm-hmm. the fool. The messengers go back to David and tell David. David. David's like, what? And I'm paraphrasing. Make sure you guys read 1 Samuel, the whole chapter, chapter 25. Because some of you, I know, some of you guys like to Netflix. You you guys like to binge watch. But, dude, if you read the story of King David, it's amazing. It has everything in there from, uh, uh, I, I mean, just anything a novella, a Spanish novella could ever make up. It's real in First Samuel. A novella For, is soap opera. Yeah, in soap English. opera. Sorry, I've been brushing up on my Spanish, He's as doing you good. know. He's so good. yeah. So, anyways, the story of David is crazy. I mean, it's it's sex. It's not drugs, but it's sex. It, it's killing. It's man, just a warrior mentality. It's just all these finding things. your calling. Yeah, finding your calling. It, then it's also, I mean, you just see Abigail just rise and, and stand up for what was right. And so, anyways, what ends up happening is David tells his guys to man up to get their swords, and they're gonna go wipe out all 
of Nabal and his whole crew, his family, just everybody. David was known to do these things. He would wipe out everybody, including animals, right? So he didn't play. Mm -hmm. The awesome part is Abigail, which is Nabal's husband was... Nabal's wife. Nabal's wife, Mm -hmm. whoops. Nabal's wife, um, man, she was able to deal with both a fool and a king. So what she does is she gathers all of her resources and it says that um, she went out to meet David with food. I mean, with so much resources, it wasn't funny. See, the thing about Abigail is um, it says that her husband was not a good man. He was not a nice person and people knew about it. Mm -hmm. So Abigail goes out and she rides out to meet. Uh, David and his men. Now talk about being brave. Talk about being brave. She goes out and meets him. And I could only imagine this, like Abigail riding up, right? And there's David and his 400 warriors Mm -hmm. just right there. While she gives him the resources, she understands who David is. She submits to David. And at all this time, she keeps character. And we want to talk about this. This is the highlight. The, I mean, she is yeah. the the epitome of what a Christian or what we should look like, both man and woman. And so the first thing that we want to talk about is she was decisive. She knew the problem and made a decision to take care of the problem. The problem was that Nabal was a fool and she messed with David and or he messed with David and acted, I mean, totally out of line, out of character. So she was decisive. I don't know about you, but how many of you coming in are having or come into a difficult situation and instead of I know with me, sometimes I don't want to deal with situations, so I'll just let it lag. Right. And but not Abigail. What she did was she was decisive. Mm -hmm. She understood the problem and then she went and met the need. Yes. So you're just looking at Nabal and his foolishness. What could have happened? Because David and his army were hungry and all they sent, they sent a messenger to say, hey, just give us anything, even the scraps that you have, like right. bread and water. We need food. And the balls are like, I don't know who that is. I'm not giving him anything. But Nabal didn't know that he he could have been wiped out. You see, Abigail was so wise that she seen the danger um, and, and the potential danger before it even happened. She's seen, oh my God, David is this warrior. Not only that, she was smart enough to see that he was next in line to take to be king. She's seen that he was a mighty soldier. She's like, this man is going to be something up there. We can't come against him. My foolish husband is about to get all of us killed. So she took a a, a risk. She's super bold. She's super bold. She starts thinking and planning and saying, let me go out there and fix this. This foolish man is about to get us fooled. I mean, get us killed. So, because he's just a fool. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out something, and I'm gonna try and fix it. So she had to make a decision, and she was a very wise woman. Sometimes I look at uh, us as women, 
Man, sometimes we are very foolish and we do foolish things. But when we come to Christ and we ask God for wisdom, God starts giving us wisdom. And I know there's many times that you've thought of something that your husband hasn't thought of. And he could have got you guys in trouble. He could have got us in trouble. And we have to be like, uh, no, this is not going to work. This is what I'm seeing. Because sometimes um, we see things long, the long run, long term. They're just seeing right now and we are seeing long term that was abigail and let's just make sure for us guys that we understand it could be vice versa yeah it can so not only was she decisive not only was she brave and brave um you know they could have killed her i mean easily they could have wiped her out and bravery is facing your fear and not running from it Mm -hmm. so what fears do you have right now that you need to stop running from what would you do if you had no fear right now what would you do you know like i think about i'm deathly afraid of sharks you guys know i like to paddleboard i like to i like to uh, snorkel i like to do things like that Mm -hmm. but i'm deathly afraid of sharks and i thought about it the other day like if i wasn't fearful i'd probably swim in the ocean with the shark but i'd have to be in a cage like you've seen like in you know um South Africa and stuff like that. Candy's like, oh, heck no. I'm cool. I'm cool <laughs> off that. Yeah. I'm cool so, off that. I don't need a... So, but weird, really... You know, And, and cool. some of us are afraid of what? I used to be big time afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. How many of you have been afraid of failure? Either? Yeah. None of us like to fail. I don't like to fail. So, mm-hmm. a lot of times, if I don't like to fail, then I'm not going to try something new. I'm not going to try... Or I'm not going to have faith outside of the box. No. I'll just stay there in my safe place. But it's no difference with Peter inside the boat when he goes and walks on the water. All the other disciples were there. But it was only Peter that had enough faith to step out. So I'm asking right now, who needs to step out in faith right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do I mean, just to take that initial step of faith to say, hey, I want to have the kind of faith like Peter. Yeah. I'm tired of living in fear. I'm tired of uh, of living or just, um, how would you say, existing instead of living because all of us were made for a purpose. Amen. So this girl, she rides out and she meets David. She's brave. Yeah. And not and only bold. that, she's diplomatic. She's able to to deal with David confidently and with some aggression, but it's, it's uh, tailored. So that she could talk to David. Um, the second thing that we see is that she was pure. She did not rely on her sex appeal or beauty to win David over. See, the word of God says that she was intelligent and beautiful. When you read the scripture, it says she was intelligent and beautiful. But how many of us use our beauty, right? Uh, maybe not some more than others, but we like to use different things. But in this situation... Um, she was able to use her character in this situation. She didn't use her beauty. Mm-hmm. She didn't, you know, throw it out there. She was just like, all right, I'm going to keep character. I'm going to be diplomatic. I'm going to be yeah. brave. And so she was pure. The, yes. the second thing or another thing was. She was insightful. She was insightful. And that's what I'm talking about. She could see ahead. She could see the real danger that. Her husband put them in. He put them in a predicament. 
Like you said no to David. David's going to come kill us. She was insightful. She wasn't just looking at, oh, okay, he's just, she was, she knew she had discernment. And so, um, and not only that, she also saved David, right, from messing up his reign. What if David would have went out there and had blood on his hands because he wanted revenge? Yeah, he was a hothead. So he right? was like, oh, he said what? All right, well, we'll go kill him. <laughs> yeah. And so she, she was able to speak was, sense into him. She was like, hey. And then she started quoting scripture to him. And so you, you yeah. want to tell him when, when, they, when she just straight up starts quoting scripture and tells them, well, vengeance isn't of you know of ours it's of the lord so king david was like what she knows scripture she's throwing scripture at me like hey what's up so she didn't have to use beauty or any any of her um sex appeal to convince david she starts speaking the word of god to him and starts telling him hey you don't want that type of blood on your hands you don't want to do that not only does she do that she comes with resources she comes with food and drink and she brings resources to him so she's not just coming to talk to him she has resources to back it up right and there uh, and honestly there's times where i've been foolish in certain things um, or, you know, as guys, sometimes we're, we're, we're go-getters. We just want to jump at it. We want to do certain things mm-hmm. and we'll be like, oh, we'll pick up the pieces later, you know, but Candy will come in and she'll be like, Hey Mario, relax, calm down. Let's look at the big picture, yeah. you know, and being diplomatic about it and being pure about it, not manipulating so that she could get her way. Mm-hmm. How many of us have manipulated a situation, right? Mm-hmm. So that we could have our way so that we could go our route. I know none of you viewers out there, yeah. but I'm just saying there has been times where we manipulate situations so that we could get our way. The cool thing is that she was honest. She was honest with both David and her husband. She didn't hide it. She didn't hide what she did from Nabal. She went and told him, but she told him at the right time. She didn't. It says that he was drinking. He was partying and she didn't tell him when he was drunk. She told him afterwards. So she was honest. She could have went the route of being dishonest and be like hey david let's uh conspire together and wipe out nabal because he's a horrible man anyways she could have conspired against her husband or she could have been like no i told you when you were drunk she didn't do that she waited for him to be sober and then she tells him okay this is what i did so woman man As we know, we have issues with communication, especially if you're in a marriage or you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It it seems like, and again, I say it seems like, it seems like the timing of women sometimes isn't that great when they want to talk to your husband about life's whatever. And let me prove it to you guys. Okay. Ladies, when you hear this sound... What is that? That is ESPN. We've been waiting all day because we can't watch sports anymore or we don't watch a lot of sports because we're busy. We're doing certain things. But that sound, they're going to do, ESPN's going to do, um, what is it? The top 10 plays and highlights of the, of the day. Well, sometimes what women like to do is they hear that sound and then they want to talk about 
life's bread and they want to talk about certain things. Men, we're guilty of it too. Sometimes we just say dumb things. I know I say dumb things. Maybe none of you guys out there. But I say I say dumb things sometimes. So a lot of it is timing. When we're going to talk to somebody. When I'm going to talk to Candy and I'm guilty of this. See, yeah. Uncle Mark is yeah. a saint. Yeah, he Uncle, says I don't watch sports. Uncle Mark is a yeah. saint. But talk to my Aunt Vera about doing construction <laughs> when you're over 60 on a roof. And I'm pretty sure she has something to say. So a lot of us, we need to be careful and honest with ourselves and say, okay, when is it going to be a good time to have some communication so we don't get into arguments, we don't mess up things. But that's what I like about Abigail. I'm guilty of it. I know some of you guys are, but it's a cool thing. So we need to be honest. Uh, The next one is Candy's going to read it for you. She was humble. She was a woman of humility. She was submissive to both her husband and she was submissive to David. So, what, um, what was she? She was submissive. Oh. Just kidding. As you guys know, dude, <laughs> submissive is such a bad word in these days. It's why? Because what happens? Us so sometimes us men, we have taken advantage of women. And so yes. we're like, you need to be submissive. This is what the Bible says. And we use it to our advantage. And we yep. use it to dirty up things. And it's not right. Because in First Corinthians, it says to act like a man. Right? Number one, it says act like a man. Number two, it says do everything in love. And sometimes we don't do things in love. It's super important to not throw the S word around, submissive. And use it for us to be jerks. Because us men, we don't even like to submit. As you know, some of us, we watch UFC. We watch different kinds of things. When they submit, when they tap out, dude, nobody likes to do that. And even in our culture, submission. Submission is difficult for us. Why? Because it goes against our flesh. flesh. It goes against this. It goes against... Right? What we were born into. We were born into... Behave, Candy. We were born into a fallen (laughs) world. And so submission is difficult. Okay, I'll behave. Yeah. So what do you think about submission? Like when you hear that between Abigail and David, Abigail and Nabal. I think, first of all, you know, um, I didn't grow up in church. So the word submission was a really bad word. A really bad word and I don't know maybe people that grew up in church thought it was a bad word too but I thought it was a really bad word because I thought why would somebody you know why do I have to be submissive to somebody that's mean or abusive or you know and so that was the type of relationships that I that was my experience so there was no way that I was going to be submissive because people have abused that so now if you've ever been abused or, or um, you know, a man has abused his position and, and you won't want to be submissive to a man. You're all like, why can't we just be equal? Why can't we just do this? And I didn't understand what even submission was really a biblical submission. That it, we're still equal even though I'm submissive. We, we are. We're teammates. But there are certain things that work. So when I started to look at it, I looked at it like this. 
So I was in the military. So in the military, there are different, you know, levels. There's different levels of authority. And I started to understand that this, I was submit, I was submitted under different levels of authority in the Navy. Why? Because it worked. If not, if every there would be nobody listening, there would be no order, there would be, um, you know, it would be chaos. So there's a reason why God makes order also is because when there is no order, there's chaos. And so I started to see submission as something different. I started, to, God started to show me like, if you're playing a game, you want to win. So when you play this game... You guys have different positions if you have teammates, right? And I started to see, I don't really watch sports, but God kind of told me like, because I see my babies play. When your son's playing and he's a quarterback and he has to throw the ball to whoever it is, what is it, a runner? Or wide receiver. Or wide receiver, whatever they're called. That person needs to be in his position. He needs to submit in his position. So they can win. So then God started to show me is like you're losing at life. Life is like this game because you won't play your part. And so I started to look at it like that. And I'm like, what? See, I want to win. I want my family to win. I want my children to win. And so if I'm not playing my part and I want to play his part, we're not winning. So if I let him play his part and I play my part... Guess who set this game up? God. So he knows what wins. So why am I going against what God already said won? That's how God got me to understand submission. And I was like, oh, I want to win. I'll submit. It was just like that. So do I still have um, issues? Yeah, because I go against my fleshly habits. So I have fleshly habits. This is why when we come to Christ, we become a new creation. But then we find ourselves doing the same things that we don't want to do. That's because there's fleshly patterns, habits, and those you have to break. So as I'm, you know, filled with the spirit, reading my Bible, asking God to change me, creating me a clean heart, I'm becoming more submissive. And it's more easy to submit under a godly man. Then submit under a man that just, he's so lost. He can't hear God for himself. He can't hear God for me. And so I would never submit before. Yeah. And what? so th- you, if you know your, if you know your place in the game, if you know your lane, stay in your lane and play your lane right. right. You guys will win. So my thing is I want to win. Right. I want us to win. So we got to be a team. The other thing, I like what Pastor Bart put. He put, the Holy Spirit is what brings order to the chaos of our lives. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So check it out. So it's it's difficult because, again, we're dealing with fleshly habits. Mm -hmm. Like, it goes against our flesh grain Mm -hmm. to submit. So it, it it is. It's hard. And I want to win. But you have, and and we'll share, me and Candy, we'll Mm -hmm. share. Like, look it. You have two really strong personalities here. And a lot of people think like, oh, dude, Candy is really strong. She's out there. It's just because she's more vocal, right? But then, and Candy will tell mm-hmm. you like, dude, there's two Marios. There's the Mario yeah, that's... Yeah, y'all don't see the real. 
there's a Mario that's chill, and then there's the Mario that's just a hardliner. Like, nope, I ain't going to move. I don't care. What's up, Marty? Hope you're feeling good. Uh, I don't care. I'm not going to move. So you get two of these kind of people coming together. Well, when we first started hanging out, we started noticing that, and sometimes it still tries to happen, mm -hmm. that we try to, like, lord over one another. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to lord over you. She's like going to lord over it's me. Like this. And it, it's a constant that. Yeah. Because before, I would push and push and push and push and push and push. And the other person would finally give up and just give me my way. Because it was like, I'm not going to fight with her all day. Mario will fight with me. For even three days, just go at it. And I'm like, I'm not getting, like, we will go at it. Yeah. And I'm just being real because people are like, oh, my God, what? No, yeah. we will because his personality, you guys don't see that part. It's super strong. And I'm like, wait, uh-uh. I'm going to, and what we happen, <laughs> what happened is we're, like, fighting against each other instead of, you know, working, working together. together. So now we, we, had, we had a, or we have a really good pastor um that would counsel with me and candy his name's david castillo yes. tina castillo we love you guys. you guys they're out of sacramento dude they were like on facebook like like facetime emergency FaceTime. yeah face facetime emergency for me and candy mm -hmm. and so one of the things that they spoke into our lives was this was you guys need to stop lording over each other and mm -hmm. have dominion that means to take charge over what God has given you. And the minute that we started doing that, I didn't I sometimes I get that attitude like, oh yeah, well I'm gonna show Candy who's boss, you know, and sometimes she'll be like, whatever, jerk, and she does it right back. Mm -hmm. But what we've come to understand is we don't need to lord over each other. Mm -mm. What we need to do is work together as a team. And sometimes I'll even text her when I'm having those moments. I'll text her. I'll be like, what's up, teammate? And then she'll be like, lies. I'll be you like, know? lies. <laughs> yeah. Stop I'll be, your lies. Yeah, I'll lies. be like, you know, what's up, teammate? How's it going? Because <laughs> as guys, I look at it mm -hmm. as this, is that if she's not on my team, then she's an adversary. Yeah. She's I, the opponent. Yeah, and I want you guys to know we have real fights. Real It's arguments. not like... Hallelujah, <laughs> Jesus come, yeah. you're getting on my nerves, yeah. hallelujah. No, it's like a hardcore, we go at it. Yeah. And I want you guys to know that because we, we, we don't want you guys to ever think that we're like, um, like we're so spiritual. Yeah. In that moment, we need the Holy Spirit sometimes. Yeah. And, and we've had actually right before this um, live, we had to get on our knees and pray yeah, because we, we were fighting. Yeah, we were arguing. So I was like, that's it. We're going to get on our knees I'm like, you're going to hold my hand. She's like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, you're going to hold my hand. We're going to get on our knees and we're going to pray together. Yeah. And so we did. Because you guys know, sometimes we just say the dumbest things. I mean, the dumbest things. I'm guilty of it. And so I just want I you guys too. to know is that, nice. and, and I, I really believe that a lot of people, they message us, they're like, man, we love that you guys are real. Like, you guys are pastors. You guys have issues of life. We do. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies. Not everybody that is up there is perfect. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. The church that you go to, stop being perfect the, mi the minute that you walked in there. Yes, so stop, baby, stop, stop thinking that. Mm -hmm. Dude, they, believe me, I you've just seen actually we did a report on pastor burnout there was a pastor of a mega church that just killed himself 
kill what gets a pastor to that what gets us to that is what wearing is, that mask and not that only that mask. the the fake expectation yes, yes. the fake the expectation i mean i'm pretty sure you, pa- let me tell you guys you guys us as people we put too much pressure sometimes on our pastor as if they're water walkers or superhuman you know, superhuman and it's like stop putting so much pressure on your pastor and pray for him because we're because, already putting pressure on ourselves ain't that right pastor bart ain't that right pastor lori we she are- said <laughs> pastor bart is perfect girl you're right yeah. she, she's she got her man's back yeah so i we just wanted to talk to you about that is that she was humble the, the second part of it is that she was patient. See, because later on in the story, Nabal's drinking, partying it up. He ends up having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Dude has a heart attack. Her husband had Her a husband. heart attack. That's why I tell you, look, you have an evil, evil husband, put him in God's hands. <laughs> don't be, Don't catch a case. Do not catch a case. Don't go to jail. Don't put your hands on him. Give him to God. Let God, God will either restore him and change him or he will remove Remove him. him. So just put it in God's hand. Don't catch a case. Yeah, so she was patient. She was married to a mean man and had no children. She could have left or conspired with David to have him killed. Mm -hmm. But what she did is she waited on God. And God did did what he had to do. Mm. So the, the, the last thing was is that she was a spiritual young lady. She knew her word and godly order. Yes. She would not go against the anointed king. She encouraged and, appe- and appealed to David with scripture. Do she did, you know, and that's the thing is, Abigail, you know, she's this amazing woman in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And not only is she just, not only is she a woman that has great character because if you read this story she didn't lose character Mm-mm. even though things weren't going her way they were tough she was married to a jerk right she still kept character she through kept all character, of this man. she's she's, right? she's savage. a savage savage big time. she's a savage she keeps it together <laughs> right Irene Garcia said she caught a case. case. Dang, huh. I pray for you, girl. Yeah, we'll pray, pray for you, for Irene. You. But but you know Jesus. that that's where it's at is that Abigail is the epitome of what a spiritual person looks like. Not just male, not just female, but man, she could speak to all of our lives on how we could do. It. I don't know about yes. you, but when somebody pulls in front of me, sometimes I lose character. I don't know about you. I was telling Candy, I, you know, just things of life happen. And sometimes we lose character. And it's super important yes. to read read First Samuel 25. Abigail is savage. She's amazing. I mean, if there's such thing as a perfect woman, dude, Abigail, would, what, what man wouldn't want a girl like Abigail? And not only that, what one of us, male or female, wouldn't want to have a character like Abigail, you know, um, have character like Abigail. So here are the top three lessons that. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Mark, he says he's married to Abigail. <laughs> I'm glad that was 10 years ago, Irene, because, girl, I was going to start praying for you. I know what it's like, girl. I've almost caught a case a couple of times. <laughs> and Jennifer, thanks for joining. She's in Pico Rivera. We appreciate you, Irene. Um, Appreciate you too, my cousin Banjin from Fresno. Shout out to all you guys. But here are the three things. I am woman. I am woman. Here are the three things 
the lessons that you could learn from, from Abigail. From Abigail. And Candy's going to take the first one. Number one, God can use you no matter who you're married to. Oh, can I get a holla? A praise break right now. Hallelujah. I felt the anointing. <laughs> God can use you no matter who you're married to. Right? So you can be fo- you can be focused on God and grow in him, not being in a great marriage or a failed marriage. So if you just keep your eyes on Jesus, I, I, that's why I'm telling you, I feel this. I feel this. I've been in this situation. So God can use you even if you're in a failed marriage or a failed relationship. God can use you even if you're in a failed relationship. God can use you even if you're divorced. God can use you. And I know that, I mean, I didn't know. Mario tells me a little bit about that there's actually, um, you know, certain denominations that if you get divorced, you hang up your gloves, you stop ministering. Like, I'm like, who called you, man or God? So you just tell God, I'm not going to continue to use the gifts that you gave me because I, I'm a human being and I had a failed relationship. Like, I, I don't understand that. And trust me, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I'm like, what? Sometimes I tell Candy, like, you're so blessed not to be tainted by religion. Because she didn't grow up, you know, in a religious home or in a Christian home. You know, and, and some of us, we have these preconceived notions, attitudes, things that we put on ourselves that are not biblical, that have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you right now that we need to stop with the legalism. We need to stop with the mm-hmm. religion and we need to go back to our first love, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And there you will find everything you've ever needed and wanted. So we're going to go into number two. Number two, the second lesson. God. God's woman or a God woman can function in any situation, mm-hmm. her knowledge of God and his word. I mean, what man would not want to have this woman as a wife? What corporation and home family wouldn't want an Abigail in their life? So I'm going to talk about that. Check it out. We know what the world has done to women. We know what the church has done to women. The church is the only army that cuts uh, their soldiers in half. We're like, you know what, woman? You're good to sing on the praise team. You're good to make tamales. You're good to be in children's church, mm-hmm. but you're not good enough to be a pastor. You're not good enough to be a prophet. When clearly in the New Testament, it talks about prophets of being a uh, woman being prophets. It talks about them being in leadership. And I'm glad to say that our senior pastor over at uh, New Life, Pastor James Ranger, dude, he's been appointed over all um, um, four square denomination to rise women in leadership. And I know even with me, I know that the Lord has charged me as well to help women move forward in God's kingdom. Believe me, I came from a denomination that women were second class citizens. I came from a denomination where they shut down my mother when she had all these gifts and talents. And I find out later and it's so sad. And I'm asking you right now. I mean, if you have issues with these kinds of things, 
Look at truth. Go before the Lord and he will reveal to you how amazing women are. Not just in the workplace, not just in the kitchen, but in God's kingdom. You are there. We need you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we welcome you guys. Yes. What should you be doing, ladies? What is your job in the kingdom of God? What ministry does God have for you? You have something to do. Rise up. Where are my ladies at? Rise up. And it's not rise up and push the men out. No, we need our men. We need godly men and we need to encourage our men. But women, rise up to what God has called you to do. You have a plan and a purpose in God's kingdom. Yeah. And God has already equipped you with everything that you need. It just needs to be revealed to you. Now, there, there's godly order. We understand godly order. And we're not saying, uh, we're not going against that. No. But we know right now, I have a daughter. I actually have more than just one daughter. But physically, I have one daughter. And now, I have more daughters. You know, I have little Angie. She's I six. Got a bunch of kids. I have Chata. Sometimes I lose track of them. But all I'm here to tell you is... I'm going to champion my daughter to be a pastor. I'm going to champion my daughter to be a prophet. Me too. Just as much as I champion her to go to school, uh, to get good grades, to, to, you know, to go to the university. How much more the things of God were, were, you know, I, I, I just... I just know now is the time. Now is the time for a woman to rise in God's kingdom. This is why we brought to you David and Abigail. And us guys, we should be right there. How many of us wouldn't want an Abigail in our corner? How many of us would love to have an Abigail that brings what? Resources. Right? She didn't wisdom. use Wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Insight. Insight. She didn't bold. Humble. She's bold. Bold and brave humble. and humble. She she got to right? go in. What? She's a savage. Abigail was a savage, dude. I just look at her and I'm like, dang. She just she was fearless. Yeah, fear and that's what David needed in a wife. Mm-hmm. David continue to read the story. David needed an Abigail. I need an Abigail. Because you know, we are in a fight. Men, we are in a fight. And it, and be, I'm sorry, beauty doesn't offer anything. Mm-mm, it does not. Fade. It does not offer it. You know, beauty sags. It leaves. It goes other places. I mean, we know this. But you want an Abigail in your life that's gonna that has your back. That's gonna fight side to side. And, and instead of us fighting, say no. We're gonna take dominion together. Yes, let's take it. right. For God's kingdom, mm-hmm. to further God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so we want to share this with you. You have a rightful place. It says that you are part of a royal priesthood. Why? Why do you, why do we settle? I don't want my daughter to settle. Mm-mm. I don't want my mother to settle. I don't want any of our kids to settle. Mm-mm. They need to know who they are. If you're a woman out there, we're talking to you. We're talking to men as well. You need to have an Abigail in your life. You're welcome to these notes. We have uh, 10 awesome characteristics of who Abigail was in mm-hmm. 1 Samuel chapter 25. We could send them to you guys. If you have any questions, feel free to, to message us and uh, talk to us about that. But the last thing is number three. And I'm going to have Candy read it for you. Abigail's beauty was a bonus. Her beauty does not produce anything. 
Abigail saved her and her people, including the king, with her character. Abigail had mm. character. So she was beautiful. And like um, when we were reading it, it was like the Bible says that Abigail was beautiful. But David never referred to her as she was beautiful because he was overtaken by her character. Like when she was there, she was spitting fire, spitting scripture at him. I know he was probably like, dang, who's this? Bold. And she was bold and knew scripture. And she was humble. She was submissive. And so sometimes people might think that if you're bold and you're a little aggressive, that you're not submissive. No, no. If you're, if you know God's word, Trust me, God has already dealt with you. You could still be bold. You can still be, um, you know, upfront with God's word and still be submissive at home because God deals with you. The Holy Spirit is what's teaching you. The Holy Spirit is what teaches women to be an Abigail. When I look at the characteristics of Abigail, I'm just like in awe. And I, I see some of them in me and I see the ones that I want to strive for. You know, as we're walking with Christ, um, we may not be where we need to be, but we are definitely not where we were. Right. I'm definitely not the person who I was and I'm striving to become more like Abigail. And, um, you know, when Mario really, Mario was the one that read the story, like, and made, and had me see it in different eyes because he just one day was like, dude, you're you're an Abigail and I was like what and I I had never I had read it but I had never seen myself as an Abigail so I'll let you talk about that because you got me to see different things about me that I didn't see in myself but come on like let's be real um you you guys know a lot of us I mean we're we're made um as 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 men and a lot of times we we fall in love with our eyes you know what we look at we're visual creatures and it's easy to do that um but a a godly man um he'll look at beauty but that's not the end to all means as you know beauty like i was telling before beauty fades Mm -hmm. you know and but a woman of character a woman of, of God-given character is a whole other thing, is a whole other ball game, and so um, I'm just gonna be real with you guys. When me and Candy started hanging out, um, you know, when when I would see her speak about the Lord, when I would see her character, I was like, oh man, like that's what caught my eye. Believe me, we're like totally opposites in a lot of different ways. I mean, she's like four inches taller than me you know like she grew up mexicana i grew up um you know chicano mexican-american she grew up uh, in a a different way in a non-christian home a non-religious home i grew up in a christian home in a super religious home you know when i was younger and so it was totally opposites Mm -hmm. totally opposites but it wasn't that's not what i was looking at i've looked at that before i've been there before and I looked at with my eyes and I was like, oh, that's pleasing. That's good. But is when she started or or when she had that character of an Abigail, I was like, oh, dang, now she's speaking my language. Oh, man. oh, she knows she not only does she know verse, but she walks it out. Oh, OK, like, man, that looks that's pleasing. That's mm-hmm. pleasing. Like I, I could hang out with that. I could deal with that because I've already tried the other thing 
where the person has nothing to offer you you they can't even hold a conversation their character has nothing to do with with God or the direction where God wants they don't have any insight on these things mm -hmm. and so hanging out with Candy to see that she is like Abigail where she does have resources and I want to say for the record a lot of people think that resources is just money I would have married Candy if she worked at Taco Bell and she gave me extra packets of mild sauce that's just the real because her character brings resources and you won't understand it unless you have been affected by it no difference with abigail bringing to david she brought resources what were the re and it was immediate resources she do she helped David understand like if I go out and kill these people dude it could mess up my reign and not only my reign but he would not be good in God's eyes yes so so beautiful like Uncle Mark said is a bonus mm -hmm. but the character of Candy is what caught my eye the decisiveness to be brave, to be wise, to be diplomatic, to be pure, to be insightful. And the thing about it is people like to say thing ag things against you, women like, oh, well, how could I be an Abigail? I've been married or uh, I've been divorced. I'm sorry. I've been divorced or I did this or I did that. You know, all of us have fallen short of the, uh, of the, of the grace of God. We've all come short. So it's important to understand that when we come to Christ, mm -hmm. that we're a new creature in him. Yeah. And right now is the time. And I want to say that working at Taco Bell, because I know some people, they get all freaking emotional. Working at Taco Bell is not a bad thing. It was just yeah. my example. So we, I just wanted to share with you, man, like when Candy is ministering, man, I'm like her number one fan. Because that's something that I've wanted all my life. When when Candy is, is you know, being Candy and she has those Abigail attributes, I'm like, oh, man, that's hot. Like, now you're speaking my language, you know? And uh, so you... Same you got, thing. Same yeah. thing goes when you're speaking. I'm like your number one fan and I'm just excited for him and I'm watching him and I, you know, I'll see when he's a little nervous and then I'll just be praying for him and then I see the Holy Spirit start moving and I'm just I'm just in awe you know yeah. I'm in awe and I'm just like dang who's that pooks my pookie <laughs> oh, bear gosh. that's my pooks don't I'm like pay that's my pooks don't pay dude I get anyways so <laughs> what we want to say is you know what there's hope out there and the hope is Jesus Christ yes and is. he's the only one that mm -hmm. could save us He's the only one that could change us. Yes, He's he the only one that could make us into Abigail, mm -hmm. into her character, than we that we could be more like him. And so we want to thank all the viewers out there, all the listeners yes, on podcasts. We, love we guys. appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Uncle Mark in Arizona, Pastor Bart, we love you guys. Angel and Sandra, appreciate you. Exactly. This is a shout-out time. Maria, what's up? My tia Lena be, is on. Hey, Maria, be nice to him, Maria. He's a good guy. He's a good man. Where he at? Where he yeah, at? Yeah, I saw him what? on there earlier. My cousin Vanji, what's up? What's Praying up? for you. We love you in Fresno. We love you guys. Um, who else is out there? I'm trying to see. Oh, look at Maria. You guys are too cute. Hey, Maria. God's preparing them for you right now. Get ready. Prepare yourself. Shout! It's good. And mm -hmm. I think that's uh, Grandma Virgie. 
I think what? Grandma Virgie, she's online. I hope she's feeling better. We appreciate you. <laughs> Eli. Yeah. What's Eli. Up? What's up, Eli? So we just want to give you guys shout outs. We appreciate we you guys. We love you guys. I think that's Jose from Modesto. What? what? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we we want to appreciate We appreciate you, Jose. Hopefully we're going to be up there in a couple of weeks. My cousin, Timmy. My cousin, Timmy Montes. We appreciate you Thank guys. You guys. Oh, Grandma Virgie. She healed. was healed. Amen. Yeah. We prayed for her. Yeah, so we appreciate you guys. So, hey, uh, if you could do us a favor, just put where you guys are from. And, city and State. Yeah, City and State. We'd love to shout out to you guys and just appreciate you guys for coming out. Anna Webb. Anna Webb. Thanks for joining. Thank you for joining we us. We appreciate you guys. We love, love you guys. We love you guys. Tell us where you're from. Yeah. Let us know where you're watching from. Hey, and what's the score on the Dodgers? The last it was like 4-0, man. I've been praying for them, representing Dodgers. Uh Bellon and and Brenda are over there for the first time watching a game. I'm like, man, you need to come home. You're you're giving out bad luck. We need because they need... went for the first time. Yeah, because they went for the first time. <laughs> oh, they oh, lost. They lost. All right. Oh, oh man. Um, but we are, we appreciate all you guys. Hey, make sure you share. Make sure you share. Go on. Uh, you could go on podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts. You yeah, can go on Anchor check to check it out. We got Maria from the east side of Bakersfield. East side. And I uh, love you guys. Marty, we know she's from Bakersfield. Hey, if you guys need a good cook, hit up Marty Chavez. She makes crazy tamales. Oil Dale in the house. Yeah, Oil Dale, what's up? Hey, Marty, she makes the... Bo- Let me just tell you, just this. Just her beans are the bomb. I can just eat her beans, but she makes chile verde enchilada. She makes all kinds of good food. Yeah. Hit up Marty. Marty, you need to open up a catering service. Yeah, we. I told her we should Southwest open up. Southwest in the house. We should open up our own like taco truck because mm-hmm. she she cooks crazy good. Yes. Um, anybody, any other shout outs? Irene Garcia in the Southwest. We appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. We're just doing shout outs. We want to make a shout out to little puppet. (laughs) That's out there. Um, Oh, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. I'm in love with Mary Jane. Hey, you got to be careful because people think that you're about smoking weed and stuff like that. Oh, I know. You know, I never knew that that song was about that. I always thought, because I was young, you know, I thought that song was about my cousin Mary Jane. uh, No. I really did. So I'm in shock. I thought it was. I'm in shock that it was about weed. My grandma's named Mary Jane, so I thought it was about her. I honestly, actually, one of my cousins has Mary Jane tattooed on the back of his neck. What? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, look at hey! it. They said it's turning into Art the We had to get a little gangster for you guys. <laughs> We're going to do I'm, I'm Your Little Puppet. Yeah. We, we had to put on I'm Your Puppet. So we appreciate you guys. We uh, love you guys. Love you guys. Share. Yeah, Tag make, somebody. Make and sure. if you don't have a local church, Come and join us. We are New Life, many locations, one church, and we attend Terrace Campus. Our pastors are on, Pastor Bart and Lori Heights. Whoop. Hey, Lori, you don't want her singing. I mean, she has a lot of gifts, but singing is not one of them. Like, seriously. Mm-mm. We will just. I make a joyful noise she does. the Lord. Hey, one thing, though, is she's a worshiper. That's one thing that I could mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. is she's a worshiper. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, it, it's all good. 
But um, yeah, we know we want a little bit of Art LeBeau on you guys. We hope just you just messing with you guys. Yeah, but just throw it. We're gonna throw a little bit of music when we finish every um, 